Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to series two um, on the Frontline Herbalism Podcast. This series is a kind of special short series of 10 episodes um, with the Medical Self-Defense Network. So this is a kind of group that I've been involved in for a while and I wanted to support them by giving them a bit of a platform and interviewing them because they're doing absolutely amazing work. So yeah, we're going to dive into kind of who they are in this podcast now. But basically, it's a group of people from different parts of the world with like various um, kind of professional backgrounds, skills and experiences working as like medics, paramedics, or in traditional public healthcare, as well as herbalism. And they, yeah, they organize seminars, give educations, gather resources and organize fundings to acquire medical equipment, supporting communities, local health structures and people's self-defense with a foundation and spirit of trust and mutual learning. And the second episode is going to be exploring kind of what is medical self-defense, like what does that mean politically and in practice. And then the third episode is looking at harm reduction work in East Tennessee. I absolutely loved this episode. Um, I loved recording it. I loved learning about like the situation in the so-called U.S., Um, and the amazing kind of role that harm reduction plays in like grassroots um, like mutual aid based healthcare and then the fourth episode is another interview with the same um, comrade from East Tennessee and uh, yeah we're going to be looking at responding to gunshot wounds this is something they deal with on a daily basis well maybe not every day but they work as a paramedic and yeah are teaching um, stop the bleed classes and we just talk about kind of the rise of gun violence and also like you know what you need to pack where to get training things like this um i think it is a really amazing resource and then the fifth episode is looking at manufacturing for medical self-defense so what is the role of things like 3d printing and other technologies in creating equipment that we need kind of like beyond capitalism and then next week i'm going to release the the next few of the series so we're going to be interviewing well i'm going to be reading a blog post um from a medic who has been working in ukraine since the invasion started they unfortunately were unable are unable to be interviewed so I'm just reading this kind of resource they created already yeah and then episode seven is with a medic in France um, who's very active in this kind of um, street medic like right medicine role of you know um, responding to kind of increased weaponry and violence from the police in France Um, so we're going to be geeking out about that and then uh, episode eight I'm going to be reading a text that they created like a really amazing resource about yeah about kind of right medicine in general and then finally there's going to be an interview about um, combat medicine in Rojava in northeast Syria with a comrade who has been living there and then finally we're going to have an interview with Victor from the Mobile Herbal Clinic Calais and me and Victor are both going to talk about our project and the work we've been doing in northern France. So yeah it's going to be an amazing overview of grassroots healthcare if you're interested in in mutual aid, in um, kind of political organising and concepts around like self-defence like you know resisting structures of oppression and creating infrastructure Um, for our communities I think you will really enjoy these shows like I've really loved interviewing everyone so yeah take a listen and this is the first episode now it's an interview with a comrade called Collier and we're going to talk all about the medical self-defense network and who they are and what they do take care (laughs) 
Hello, thank you so much for being here on the call today. Um, please, can you introduce yourself, your pronouns, and like any political affinities or projects that you'd like to include? Hey, my name is Kolya. I am he, him pronouns. I'm an anarchist, and I am part of Medical Self Defense Network. Yeah, so this is obviously like the first podcast in a series all about um, Medical Self Defense Network, which will use the acronym MSDN a lot. But for people who like literally have no idea who you are or what the project is, can you share what the Medical Self Defense Network is and what you do? Sure. Well, basically, we are a network of people from different countries, from different parts of the world, with like very different, um, various professional backgrounds, or without them in the healthcare, with like very different skills and experiences, uh, including you know organizing as herbalists, therapists, paramedics, frontline medics, or street medics, doctors, nurses, um, etc., or just like volunteers who join that work. Uh, without any kind of professional background. We basically uh, try to bring together different groups and individuals that organize uh, in this field, uh, which is very broad. And that's that's like our intended setup. Um, we organize seminars, we give educations, uh, we gather resources and, and people together, uh, as well as organize fundings, so, so that we can um, bring together all the efforts of um, like medical, the organizing in the medical sphere uh, that people are are doing well, but but yeah, basically we also like organize like medical equipment uh, for like support support different communities and different works, including local health structures or as um, let's say as um, as far as like people's self defense, but essentially we have like a foundation of you know trust and like mutual learning from each other we do not act as like you know we come somewhere and provide a solution for something more like we see like what's needed in terms of healthcare and we see what are people already doing and we seek connection and how we can maybe support with something and how we can learn from people that are doing this work uh, in a particular locality why are we doing this is uh, one answer could be is that we want to bring together people who are doing this work but are not connected to each other because like healthcare is like a very major and like very interconnected system but let's say we don't agree with how it's organized and we want to organize it differently and all the people who are like self-organized or are working in the healthcare are often not very connected to each other and the only, let's say, venues of connection are like health convergencies or meetings or festivals or, you know, like uh, tables at different events. But we want to connect uh, with other people who are doing medical work in a more organized way and coordinate together and see how we can support each other. Nice. And like, just to throw in a different random question than on the bullet points. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like super interesting. But like, what's the difference between MSDN and like other healthcare networks? For example, like in the UK, we have this National Health Service where there's like, you know, all this kind of um, 
state organization of, you know, how the healthcare system is managed. And then we have different like unions and associations and things like that. Like what's, what's different in terms of like your organizing? And maybe, maybe that leads to the question about like, what are some of the political motivations behind creating the network? Um, right. So I think our like main difference um, from like different like healthcare organizations is, well, basically we are a network by the structure so we don't we don't really function as like this like one organization that does this like particular work we function more as a broad specter of groups collectives and organizations that do the work uh, in in their localities or in different places and we don't um let's say when we coordinate in a network we don't direct the work that these collectives are already doing we are trying to see how can we connect uh, the work that we are, um, the different works that we are doing and how we can support each other and uh, how we can tap into each other's resources. So our kind of like main function, our main function is coordination and uh, mutual support. That is the structural difference. And then of course, there is a more, let's say, political difference, and that's uh, where that's where it comes to your second question. We put our understanding of self-defense as a political concept in the center of um, of our name as well, as we are named the Medical Self-Defense uh, Network. But I think I think that's where um, the difference in perspective is, uh, is that. We see that we are, we can say that we are constantly under attack uh, as a society in terms of like how we organize. You can see there is capitalism, there is patriarchy, the systems seek to destroy what they cannot assimilate. And the state, right? The state is like highly authoritarian structure that constantly seeks control and domination and patriarchy as its like underlying ideology. Um, and I think as different political movements, we, uh, we can take an inspiration. I think we can take inspiration from like national liberation movements, but for us in different countries where we come from different contexts and we have like a, diff a bit different political history, I think we are, I think by our work, we are trying to answer a question. What is our nation to defend in Europe or let's say in so-called North America? If we are, you know, like not a national liberation movement, like what do we actually defend? And I think the answer that we're given is that we defend a society and its connection to earth. Of course, right? Like from uh, different people can say, okay, there is no society. No, people are so disconnected and like so alienated that it's actually hard to speak of a society. But I think that's part of the problem, right? We're trying to um, we're trying to work exactly on that. And healthcare is an incredible way to to restore that connection and to combat that alienation between people. And so that means that we also have this problem and like that enemy within the society and within ourselves. And here comes the need of you know, formulating what kind of society you want to live in. And Medical Self-Defense Network is trying to answer that question or um, walk that path in, um, in the sphere of the healthcare, addressing one of the most basic needs of human society. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just... 
So just to clarify, so it's more about being kind of like a structure that is organizing, but ultimately like it is decentralized. So it's like connecting lots of groups that are already organizing in their own places, doing their own thing. And you're trying to connect them together and kind of, would you say like build some kind of power together or just build a network or just like, like you said, like sharing resources and education, but that MSDN is really trying to like center the politics. And that is kind of this idea of like yeah like defense of the society and how important health is to society and recognizing like all the forces that are attacking society like the state and capitalism and patriarchy etc etc that's correct i think building a power is a good formulation because in any aspect of our lives like i believe almost like every aspect of our lives is like wrong in some way why because because we lack agency and we lack control of our lives um in our own hands and we're like so deprived of um of power right and i think that's also true for healthcare this is why we were organized we want to build our own power in a horizontal way, but to empower each other and empower any people, any person on the street you see, any person you might talk to anywhere you live. I want to have, I want that person to have power of their own life and realize their full potential and become who they want to be and to have access to things they need. And healthcare is like probably one of the first things, right? And in healthcare, we are so we are so powerless. We don't know. We often like in like in the way how we live today as humans, we are like so disconnected from the land. Very often, right? Not everyone, not not everywhere, but very often, many people are disconnected from the land they live on, from the plants that surround them, from the knowledge of like entire generations, but also from the knowledge of like science, right? Regarding how to take care of oneself and how to take care of each other how to take care of people around us this is a fundamental knowledge that like life begins with right and we have that thing on our website like if you know the society was a tree the healthcare is the roots like that's how we that's how we know like when something is wrong that's how we know how to fix something that's how we know when we're sick and basically not having power in that area not having power over your own health means that you cannot take care of of yourself and you cannot take care of um, people around you. And what happens when you can take care of yourself? What happens when people can take care of each other and the people around them? Well, somebody else steps in and they take over that. And I think that's what the state does. This highly like authoritarian structure, this Leviathan, I hope that's, I spell it correctly. That's what it does. It takes the agency of knowledge of self, knowledge of the land, knowledge of the earth, of the people around us. It takes that to its own hands and says, well, you know, like, I'll take care of you. You just, you know, you just need to give me everything you have. And, you know, you'll be provided. Uh, You will be protected. And you will be sorted. But that's a big lie, right? Because that's how we lose our freedom. And that's how we lose the control of our lives. And that's how we lose the possibility of realize uh, our full potential and be who we are uh, or who we want to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that makes like so much sense. And I think lots of people listening to my podcast who are interested in herbalism will be thinking about how herbalism like gives them this sensation of like health autonomy, of kind of learning how to of themselves like getting a better understanding of, of chronic illness and different things but I just yeah like I'm just interested like how how did this like network come about like what was the inspiration like when did it when did it all start 
like I'm aware we're going to have another call where we're talking more about like the principles of medical self-defense and I'm super excited about that I'm just wondering like with MSDN as a structure yeah like what you know what was the inspiration like when did you when did it start the medical self-defense network started at the point when a lot of different people who have been working and organizing healthcare have been like crossing each other's paths in Europe, but also in different uh, places like the, the, the United States or uh, in uh, also Northeast Syria, where they've been also like working with the health committee of autonomous administration of Northeast Syria in, you know, like educational and other capacities and seeing like how this situation with the healthcare is in Europe and like other places and how situation with the healthcare was like organized in Northeast Syria. It brought us to the ideas that I have described. And we have had like several meetings and decided that well by we I mean there's different people who have been organized uh in this in these things uh in this in these areas and in these fields of healthcare I have been having a lot of talks and a lot of conversations about how to become like more coordinated how to connect to other people who are doing the same or similar work and that's where the idea was born of creating an, a new structure which would serve the purposes that I mentioned before and at some point in um, between 2017 2019 uh the network was gradually emerging and getting like formalized starting from like very informal connections and like meetings or discussions leading up to more formalized interaction and more formal meetings and i think by 2019 we've become more organized and uh, have decided on our like structure and like the ways we're going to work and i uh, noted down some of our discussions and these perspectives i've been sharing and later we had a website and some social media but essentially the thing is that the network has been working long before it was like formalized because what the network does is just you know bringing together these connections and formalizing them and actually uh shedding some light on the work that's been there all all this time ah yeah no that makes lots of sense like because of yeah everyone already doing lots of existing healthcare work it's like now there is like this growing structure that's kind of connecting it all and like amplifying it and sharing the news on the Twitter or on the website of like all the different projects. So like what what are the kind of things that you like hope to achieve as MSDN? Like what's the what's the kind of bigger picture vision? Well, I think that an ultimate and like very far away aim is a holistic and accessible health system that offers to offers healing to to the people uh like in general to the society without creating more dependent patients in other words organizing an alternative healthcare system where people can go to people who, who let's say don't have access to the conventional health system because of their papers because of their financial situation because of uh, various forms of uh, discrimination and oppression or any other reasons uh, but also people but also those who do have access to the conventional healthcare finding more importance and more accessibility and more meaning actually in another healthcare system that is organized on entirely different principles i think that's like an ultimate aim and it's not really tied to a particular geography 
geographical location because what as I, as I said before like we are seeking for people who are already organized um, uh, for groups and collectives who are already doing this work and connecting it on a more global level so in terms of geography I would say everywhere everywhere where we can reach but like less far away and more like something like in a more shorter term I would say I would say we're seeking for collectives and groups and organizations that that are doing this work and um we're seeking to develop our structure and the ways we're coordinating and connect to more places and like more uh different groups that are are doing this work to enlarge our perspective and to understand better uh how, how that kind of system could be organized and to understand better what are the what are the most what are the most important fields uh, of healthcare that we need to cover first and how to do that in the most effective way by yeah by basically empowering people who are living in various uh, places and doing all these different kinds of works by basically connecting them to other people in other places um, so that they can realize, hey, we're actually not alone and there are many people who are doing uh, similar stuff and there are many people who are um, in solidarity with us and have similar problems or similar perspectives uh, or similar solutions to these problems. So that connection is that connection and this like solidarity and coordination is kind of in the basis of what we're aiming for. So just a, just a small goal then. <laughs> um, so what are some of the kind of biggest challenges like you've been experiencing as MSTN? That's a very good question. I think the biggest challenge we have experienced is like, you know, um, how when you want to organize something and you are not an NGO and you are not like a officially registered organization, um, nobody takes you seriously. And I think that's like one of the challenges, how one of the challenges that prevents or like that complicates the, um, the access to different resources primarily. Um, but I think another like major challenge is like entering this field where well you are um let's say coordinating with different groups and so actually yeah this is this is the point is that it's also appropriate like to speak about the challenges that the different groups uh, face when they organize i think among the classic challenges of different groups that are organized within medical self-defense network are like lack of people, lack of funding, uh, lack of other resource, but also entering sometimes like very challenging zones, uh, front lines in different way. Either it's been like, uh, either it's whether it's a war in Ukraine or like some places in the United States where the gun violence is like very, um, very serious or whether that's the, you know, refugee camps in Calais where uh, it's like very difficult and um, like very, um, how do you say this? Where the police violence is like very tough and there are like so many people or um, whether that's like organizing in all the different places where the, um, there is like a clear distinction between how we, how like the groups in a medical self-defense network organize and how a lot of the like nonprofits organize, like, you know, um, drawing the resources out from the communities and, um, repurposing them for their own 
uh, ends and not actually like supporting people to increase their power, but to kind of like pursue their own their own goals and goals of their sponsors in the field instead of like having some integrity and some like unique and um, sincere like political values. So I think interacting in that environment can be quite challenging. But also I think another challenge, and that's the, the last I'm going to name, is that can be quite difficult to bring together different groups and people from very different contexts because that kind of formalization coordination requires yeah it basically requires a lot of work and very often like we are not used to like think about this like struggles in a more collective way and seek to connect with all the other different groups and collectives and organizations so you know talking about the need of like why we need to come together actually why we need to uh, be in connection why we need to coordinate uh, can be can be uh, challenging but I don't I don't think that's the main challenge but that's that is uh, a challenge that we face as well I think it's a good I think it's a good thing to name because I think when you are like engaged in some kind of like health project like you know for example you know that I work in um, Calais with our mobile herbal clinic it's like the actual project itself is like so exhausting and like all-consuming often that you do it's like you you don't look up, you know, like you just like forget mm. to look at the bigger picture because you're so like engrossed in like what you're doing and where are we getting our funding from and like blah, 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 blah. Mm. So it's like, what do you think MSDN like offers to groups like that, that are doing that work? Like, I know for me, like being involved in the network has meant that I've like connected with people like all over the world and like I'm you know I'm super lucky I've been doing these podcast interviews so I feel like really re-inspired again about um Calais and about like like medical work in general um and I know like when we've had things like our um crowdfunders for our project that they've been like shared on the wider network and I know that for example we're going to be hopefully at some point in the winter like having some skill shares from one of the medics um working in ukraine who's like connected to mscn so yeah like so i know like a few things for our project that have really helped us but i just wonder like yeah what what you know like why would a group join mscn like what does it kind of um like bring to them if that makes sense right that's that's a great question um i think one of the things that you've mentioned already as like looking up and seeing like the international scale or the international dim dimension of the work that you're doing is like very important to also stay on that track because that's very exhausting and that's like very hard and very difficult in so many ways that not knowing that there are so many people in other parts of the world that do the same and face similar challenges is can be can be quite devastating and can, can be quite isolating that's like on kind of like political mental level but also on the practical level ability to share resources with other groups perhaps also in the places where you would never go to is also great, uh, of a great support and these resources can be material or financial material and financial or they can be resources that are like let's say less material for example knowledge training protocols like medical protocols right updates about different situations in the region seeing like how these updates or like how the situation 
situations in different regions and countries and places connect to each other to uh, track down patterns and to track down similarities that would support different groups to like learn from each other um yeah but also like being able to have a connection in like other other places and learn like the experience of of others i think that like really enlarges the perspective of like that really enlarges the prospect of any group who like joins the network because that's like scaling up the access to material and non-material resources it grows connections uh it grows the outlook and it reminds us that we are part of something bigger like we're all part of the same earth we live on we are all doing work for similar ends that like this global level of being connected while maintaining diversity and like regional autonomy and thus the specifics of a given place or region is um i think is very is very important and very valuable amazing and yeah i think that's i think that's like a really critical point of like it's not like msdn is some massive ngo that's trying to create like clones of itself right like it's more trying to support yeah like you said this diversity and regional autonomy and like trusting the people that they have you know they are going to organize to meet their own needs like within health projects and they know what's best for them but msdn can give like resources and inspiration and like for me with political organizing, like I always think like relationships are really revolutionary. Like it's not, oh, hey, uh, this like official organization helped me out. Right. It's like, oh, hey, my comrade there can do that for you, you know, or like it's really like on that relationship level. And I think that's what's nice about MSDN is like actually having like real relationships with people. Right. Like, oh, actually knowing someone who's at the front in Ukraine or in Northeast Syria or do you know what I mean? Like it's it's something a bit more intimate than just like this huge kind of NGO. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So like, if someone's listening, and hopefully they'll listen to all the podcast episodes and feel really inspired. But like, you know, what are the ways that people can get involved, like as individuals or as projects? Say, for example, someone is involved in like a health project where they are. Like, what's their next step for getting involved in MSDN? Um, and the other question is like, what support does MSDN need right now? Um, like, what solidarity does the does the network need? Thanks for asking about that. Well, basically, people can get involved by um, reaching out to us on medicalselfdefense at protomail.com and yeah, dropping us an email or or connecting to one of the groups or collectives that that are active within the uh, within the network. And yeah, reaching out and like seeing, like asking questions and seeing how how we can um, cooperate, talking about like what it means to join the network, like what's expected um, and like what, um, like both ways, right? What's expected both ways um, or let's say like what are the mutual expectations from between the not network and the people who are part of it. So and people who are already like collectives and groups who are already working in the area of healthcare and organizing the healthcare, uh, we will be really happy and really stoked if you um, have if you, if you would reach out to us and if we could have an opportunity of if we could have an honor and opportunity of coordinating together and learning from your experiences and seeing if. We can also offer something to you. And this, in terms of the support that our network, the MSDN uh, needs right now, I think 
We always need the financial support. It's, uh, this is something that also enables different groups in the, in the network going and that also like enables us to acquire more equipment, support more people doing work uh, in healthcare in the places where you know nobody like they're in the places where there are no other ways of acquiring finance. But I think the most important support that could exist for us right now is to actually is to actually interact with us and actually work with us and coordinate together and organize this network together. And that's going to be the best support. Um, that being said, if you are organizing the healthcare or in a, in a, in a group or in a collective or like health organization, you are already doing an amazing work. And that's the biggest support that um, like our aims and our ideas get. And that extra amazing step could be, yeah, reaching out and seeing how we can coordinate together and communicate. Thanks so much for listening to the Frontline Herbalism podcast. You can find the transcript, the links, all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast.